Welcome to the Money Behave Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dell, and I am excited to be here with you guys today. I am excited because every day is Friday when you are doing the work that you love. I want you to win. I am here to inspire you and to guide you. This is the Money Behave Podcast, episode number four. And today we're going to talk about, I'm going to introduce you a quick Zen Buddha story that I heard the other day. Some of the struggles that I made, behavior changes and choices, my support team, and some quick ways that you can find cash in your spending plan. One day, a farmer's horse runs away. Bad luck, neighbor says. Maybe, the farmer says. Horse comes back a few days later and brings a second horse. Wonderful, the neighbor says. Maybe, the farmer says. Farmer's son takes the new horse for a ride and is thrown off and breaks his leg. Ooh, bad luck, neighbor says. Maybe, farmer says. The next day, the military drafts all the young men except for the farmer's son. Wonderful, neighbor says. Maybe, the farmer says. We never know what our choices will bring, do we? All we can do is stick to our integrity and make educated choices. Most likely, if you plant a cherry seed in the ground, it'll probably come up a cherry tree. It might feel easier to make an excuse or to blame someone else, but it's not our parents' fault. It's not God's fault. It's not, you know, the economy, the White House' fault. You, you know, really, it's your choices, and you can make whichever ones you want. Go back and listen to that story again if you'd like. Or if you want, you can go on moneybehave.com. I'll post it there under the show notes for episode four. Ugh, excuse me, something in my throat today. I don't think I drank enough water this weekend. You know, the great thing about sticking to your integrities and your values is your choices are pretty much easy. No one can force you into doing anything you don't want to do. I was talking to my wife the other day and she goes, Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yep, I'm pretty predictable. I used to be a very reactive person, angry person when I was in my 20s, and things changed. I learned that's not a very good way to be. One, people don't like hanging around you. And two, my wife told me she wouldn't have married the 20-year-old me, and I I agree. certainly didn't know what I was doing in my 20s. I thought I did. I guess that's the story of all young young people. We think we know, but there's a whole other world out there for us. I dealt with a lot of struggles in my 20s, especially about money. I knew nothing about money in my 20s. My father was an excellent businessman who made a decent amount of money, but never taught me anything about money. My parents put a lot on debt. They didn't really plan about retirement. Certainly wasn't something that was thought of or broadly you know, talked about at the dinner table. They were more concerned about raising us kids. There was uh, seven of us total. Now 14 nieces and nephews, 15 is on the way. And even a number 16 is might be in the mix this year. I got my first credit card in the mail about a month before my 18th birthday. It was a Capital One card, and I repeatedly put money on that credit card, sometimes paying it off two and three times in one month. I'd get online, pay $500, and go out and spend it again. I think the first TV I bought was like two, two or $300. It was a nice 27-inch, big, fat, heavy TV. Put that right on my Capital One card. And the next day I had to get a stand, I had to get, you know, VCRs back then. Some of you young guys and gals may not be too familiar with those, but I bet you've probably heard of them. Same day I bought my house, I I left the title agency and went directly to Home Depot and spent over $1,000 on paint, wood, uh, different different material so I could improve the house that I had just bought. Over the course of the next six months, I almost had it maxed out at about $5,000 and house updates, trim, and molding, and everything else that, you know, new homeowners want to do to improve the house and customize it to their liking. 
I've seen a couple different articles that say you spend the most money on your house the first year that you own it. I was single at the time, so I didn't spend a lot on furniture. I had a futon as my couch, didn't really care as a bachelor. But certainly married couples, they usually buy a lot of furniture and couches and recliners and TVs and all the other little advan- uh, nice niceties. I certainly didn't plan for all the stuff that I bought the first year that I bought my house. I just thought swipe the Home Depot card and it'll deal with itself later somehow, magically. Boy, was I wrong. As I already mentioned, I was not a very happy person who I was and it showed in the few people that I had around me. I was angry. I was angry with people around me. I was angry at my parents. I was angry at the world in general. thought I had been given a raw deal. I hung out with a lot of negative people back then and... What a surprise, we both bounced our negativity off each other. We complained a lot. Oh, you think that's bad? Let me tell you what happened to me. It was a never-ending it was a never-ending batch of crap. I definitely wouldn't say I didn't have the desire to change, but just didn't know how. I never got as low as homelessness, but I certainly could have gotten close a few times. So I don't know what that atmosphere is like, but I know people that have been there, including people around me that have been there. The great part about you know, getting that low is your attitude changes to never want to be there again. In my late 20s, I started to do a 180 and completely change my life around. And I want to share with you some of those changes and choices that I made differently. I read everything, anything to do with money specifically, or perhaps especially. Now, in no way is money the end-all be-all. If you go into it with that attitude, I guarantee you, you won't do too well with it. But hospitals and schools aren't built on prayer positive thoughts and best wishes they're built up with money so where did I learn about money well about 10 15 houses up the street is the library I walked up there got a library card and started walking around I walked around up and down every aisle of the library came across this section in finance I saw this book yellow and purple book on the shelf that I'd recognized before it's by Robert Kiyosaki rich dad poor dad I recognized it because it was actually a book my father had given me several years earlier. I told myself, I have that book at home. I know I checked out two or three books that day and decided I was going to read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book first. I don't remember what the other ones were at the time, but I came to read books like by T. Harv Eker, which I've read now at least 20 plus times. He's got two great books, both Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, but one in Turbulent Times. I check his website every now and then for a live showing, but... He spends a lot of time overseas for live events. I think the last time I looked, he's in Sweden or Slovenia or, or uh, Slovakia. I mean, I don't know. It's certainly getting to the point where I just want to hop on a plane, even if it's halfway around the world, to go see him live. Another book I read was by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I learned that I wasn't the type of person that anybody would want to hang around with. I wouldn't today. I wouldn't want to hang around with the 20-year-old me. I think it was the end of 2016 or early 2017 when I started listening to a podcast called The Jordan Harbinger Show. Actually, it was called something else back then, but he's now got his own podcast show called The Jordan Harbinger Show. Excellent social guy. At the time that I found him, I was heavily into dating apps and online dating, even paying for Match and eHarmony and stuff. I desperately wanted to find someone that I could connect with. One of his early shows were, I think it was Kim Seltzer, or I know it starts with an S, that he had on one of his shows, and they talked about how you can update your profile, and at the time I was uh, into computer programming, and I was getting some headshots made for my website, 
and I ended up putting those headshots on my Facebook, or not my Facebook, my uh, social profile. And with both their advice, I tweaked some of my profile and ended up a few weeks later finding the woman for, that I'm going to be spending the rest of my life with. Some may call that coincidence, some may call that luck, but I believe it was the behavior and choices and different changes that I made in my life is what brought the most beautiful woman into my life. I definitely won't say that it was all easy. Certainly one of the hardest things that I had to do was some of the people that I cut out of my life, some of the people that I'd known for years, some of the people I spend less time with, even some of those were family members. But I learned you are some of the people that you hang around with. You become them. They influence you. You influence them. It's back and forth. So what do you want to influence in your life? you want to influence crap? Or do you want to influence positiveness, excitement, and wonderfulness? Think about some of the people that you have around you. Are they helping you? Are they Are they hurting you? Maybe they're not physically hurting you, but emotionally hurt can be ten times worse. Now, I'm not telling you you have to kick everyone out of your life that's bad or negative. But I would recommend... Sitting down, talking to them one-on-one. Hey, you know, I'd like to change things around. I don't want to talk about, you know, this or that. You know, this always comes up about work. I don't want to talk, you know, about work, how bad it is. I don't want to talk about, you know, this social environment, how bad it is. You know, can we, can you help me? Or, you know, and a lot of times people will turn around. They'll, they'll want to be your cheerleader too. They don't want to talk, you know, negatively about everything and anything. The best thing is to set up good, healthy boundaries, which was another book that I actually read many years ago is one of my top five written by the author Henry Cloud the book's called Boundaries I will mention that none of the books that I've mentioned no one's none of the authors are paying me for their solicitation of their book it's just that they positively influenced me that I recommend it's definitely helped me and I think it can help you as well a few years ago I started a Facebook page to help me be more positive I started it for myself it's uh, facebook.com slash positive daily encouragement. I was going to stop it about a year ago. As I felt like everything was going so positive and so well in my life, but I had a few friends and people tell me, please don't stop. It was actually really helping them. So I've continued on the last year, another year, and love doing it, love seeing the changes, love hearing the positive and the feedback from everybody. Basically, I go on there once a day and just po- post something positive. You're more than welcome to join us there, share your positiveness, post articles or anything else you find on the web, quotes, love quotes. As of today, I haven't put all the quotes on my new website. It's still on my old one, jonathandell.com. If you want to check those out, I'll put a link in the show notes for today. I don't remember where I heard it from, but uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes is, Every day feels like my birthday. I open two gifts every day, my eyes. Any quote by Zig Ziglar is always great. Even sitting here in front of me at my desk, I'm surrounded by positive quotes. I'm a science major, so one of the quotes that I found and stuck on my notebook all during science class, my uh, anatomy classes and geology classes, etc., was, uh, remember, think like a proton, always positive. And remember, the future becomes the past based on today's choices. So make good ones today. I strongly suggest you get a good support team around you. My wife has been so supportive of me the last year, not only telling me things I want to hear, but telling me the truth even when I don't want to hear them. You need people like that in your life, even if it's not a spouse. Get friends. Friends, I've met friends at gym, at the gym that I go to. Gym's a great place to meet people. Body's pumping those endorphins, and everybody's very positive and motivated, and it's great people to, that you'll meet there at the gym. 
I've met friends at social events, including uh, beer beer events. But I'm a guy that I'm a guy that likes to drink at a good beer every now and then. I originally had plans to go to Brewfest over in Germany and New Belgium and hit some of those places this year. That got pushed back with a baby on the way, of course. <laughs> Definitely uh, well worth it, I know. But I will be heading over there, not just to drink, to, but to experience some of the other cultures and atmospheres over there. I love reading things on other histories and cultures. London, baby. Okay, maybe I got into that one because of Friends, growing up watching Friends. I've seen all those episodes probably way too many times. I can quote too much. I love Friends challenges and quizzes. Another app I used was the Meetup app back when I was single. And don't think you're hindered if you're single. I mean, now's if you're single, I mean, now's a good time. You can go overseas for a year. You can you can work overseas teaching, you know, English, teaching other countries, you know. And there's plenty to do. If you've not got your roots, don't hesitate to move around. I definitely attribute moving to Colorado. Get out of my comfort zone, you know. You open yourself up to a whole new world of possibilities. You never know, you might just meet your mate along the way, too. When I was 16, I ran away from home and met this great guy, Sean, who was a homosexual guy that had just a beautiful heart. And I remember both him and his dad had a beautiful heart always helping always always very compassionate and i remember him telling me something to this day he said you never know when you're going to find your perfect mate so always dress as if that day is today you know success and changes and positiveness doesn't happen overnight it's a definitely was a gradual change the last many years of my life slowly the more books i read the more happy people i met i slowly gained more and more hope and the world has definitely been a lot brighter future for me i'm excited to see what the next 10 20 50 years is going to bring for me the people's lives i'm going to be able to change with this podcast and the future that i have planned for it i'm so excited if you think your life sucks right now i want you to google nick voichick or john o'leary john o'leary has a book called on fire nick voichick can't even pronounce it right um don't worry about the spelling i'll uh put that in the show notes or if you just want to google uh no arms, no legs, no worries. You'll pop up pretty quick on YouTube. Two guys that have both overcome extreme difficulties. Nick, obviously, no arms, no legs. Great positive guy. And then John O'Leary wrote a book called On Fire or Fire. And it's about when he was a kid, he got burned really bad. And the movement of both those guys are creating a great positive change and influence and motivation. I'd highly recommend them podcast seems to be turning into a books and recommendation podcast episode maybe that's what i'll name the title of this episode books and recommendation podcast promise i'm not getting any kickbacks or feedback from any of these authors these are just some of the authors that i've read the last decade of my life that have really changed and influenced me and i want to pass that on to you all right one more book i'll mention <laughs> it's about uh cleaning up your house cleaning out your life by uh, Roth Sukup, and uh, it's one of the books that I read about, you know, getting more organized in your life. It's definitely helped, because when there's so much clutter in your life, either physically or mentally, it uh, takes a toll on you. Your body can only focus on so much. You know, we think we are very good at multitasking, but the truth is we're we're not really good at multitasking. I love books on cognition and brain 
why we respond certain ways and how we respond certain ways and is it just natural or not how much control we have over our bodies and brain it's kind of interesting studies another thing i've learned about successful and rich people is a lot of them meditate which is something i had stopped started doing a few years ago even have an app i use to use some guided and some just music in the background other times i just calm relax peace and quiet like it is now six o'clock in the morning not much going on birds were chirping a little while ago and kind of stopped right now of course as i say this i hear a my cat in the background hopefully it doesn't turn out on the mic i apologize if it does let me know does you hear a lot of feedback how's the sound i know when i started this podcast i had a android my wife had iphone and it seemed like the android was about three quarters volume and the iphone was super loud hadn't tested it on ipad or other windows devices but uh let me know how's the sound quality uh it's a pretty nice mic that i've got my wife bought me for my birthday since so sweet of her you can leave that at uh just email me feedback at moneybehave.com that email link will be in the show notes as well on moneybehave.com you know when i first heard about meditation i'm thinking does it make sense to spend 15 20 even 30 minutes just sitting you know calm quiet seems like a waste of time and the first couple of times i did it it was only a few minutes i slowly progressed now i can easily meditate for 20 and 30 minutes and it's very relaxing especially when you combine it with deep breathing. I'd seen a therapist a while back, and she talked about abdominal breathing and how you should be breathing from your, you know, basically all the way down your stomach, not your, not just your chest. A lot of people breathe just in their chest, and they ended up having chest problems later on in life. You know, why don't we take a couple deep breaths straight from your stomach? Let's do one more if you're... As long as you're not driving, close your eyes. If you're driving, please keep your eyes open and focus on the road. If you're not driving, close your eyes with me and just take a deep breath and hold it. And then let it out. Nice and slow. I promise if you start doing a few of those every day, you start feeling a lot more relaxed and feel a lot better. Generally, I'll do them right after I wake up or even right before I go to bed kind of sandwich it on both sides of my sleep same with the meditation some days i only get to meditate five minutes or so but days i can do 20 minutes 30 minutes it's definitely helps i can definitely see a lot of improvement are you tired of not having money to do things you love and to help the people around you in need email me now at moneybehave at gmail.com because i can help you meet your money goals i've been neck deep in debt and i want to help you win so life is easier for you and your future generations. Email me now at moneybehave at gmail.com. FaceTime and Skype also available as well if you do not live in my area or if your spouse is overseas serving for the military. All right, let's talk about some quick ways to find money in your spending plan. One of the biggest things is a car. I know a car can sometimes take a couple months to downsize if, if that's what you choose to do, especially if you're upside down in the car. You owe more than it's worth. You know, why are you why do you owe more than it's worth? Cuz the value is is losing a lot faster than what you borrowed to take to pay for the car. And that works not only with cars, but boats and other anything with a motor, lawnmower. My lawnmower I paid a couple hundred dollars for it and probably couldn't even get $50 on Craigslist or Marketplace, Facebook Marketplace. I know it takes some time to do some research to find a car, especially uh one not on the dealership would be 
most recommended. Dealerships usually don't like you taking the car off the lot to have it inspected. They want they want to make a purchase right then and there, or a sale that is. But the beauty part of a one-on-one, you know, person, you know, if you find it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or wherever you find, you know, lots of places. Auto Trader, you can go looking for cars, cheap cars. People, when they list it one-on-one, they don't have to pay for a, you know, a huge facility to insurances and everything else on the car and employees and stuff. They're just trying to sell one car. And also they can tell you, you know, if they've had it a few years, they can tell you what they've done to it, what's, you know, what's coming up, what needs to be done. So you can generally find a better deal one-on-one. Plus they'll usually let you, you know, take it to a mechanic, have it checked out. Now I did have luck with one dealership when I bought my uh, my gold Honda Accord. I told them, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll sign a note for this car if it has less than $1,000 worth of mechanic work that needs to be done. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to purchase it. And so they talked to their manager and they agreed to let me take it off the lot and go get it checked out before I bought it. I think the only thing my mechanic found was fluid, fluids needing to be changed. Nothing, nothing major. Timing belt was coming up. I think that was the biggest thing for my car, but it wasn't, didn't need to be done right away. But I'd highly recommend getting it checked out or taking a mechanic friend, you know, offer them a hundred bucks. Hey, come with me, look for some cars. I've got a couple I've already picked out. We look at them for me, test drive them and they'll do that. Another item we spend a lot of money on is food. I know this is certainly something I was guilty of a while back. When I was single, I was spending almost a thousand dollars, even some months a little more, on food just myself. Didn't go out a lot to nice restaurants. It was more fast food, you know, Chick Fil A, Taco Bell, stuff like that. Uh, occasionally, I'd do like you know a nice restaurant, Chili's, Old Chicago's. I mean, I understand it's it's hard. I mean, especially when you're go go go, you're busy 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 with work. And it's like all you have time is a quick run. You want something hot and ready to go quick. I've gotten more in a habit of my days off on the weekend. I'll cook up four or five, six meals that'll last me all week. I'm a huge pasta guy myself. I love love my pasta. I love my Italian foods, pizza. I'll cook a lot of that stuff up on the weekend, and so it's ready to go during the week. So all I have to do is heat it up in the microwave. I was big on sandwiches. haven't done a lot of sandwiches lately, though. But that stuff will add up quick. Six, seven, eight dollars through a drive through can add up really quickly. Another thing is Starbucks or, you know, Dutch Brothers is blowing up. Very popular. I haven't been there very myself. I've heard a lot of people love it. Never been a huge coffee drinker myself. But uh, why? If if you like Dutch Brothers, send me a send me an email or a thing on Facebook. Tell me what do you love about Dutch Brothers. I'm curious to know what the major difference is between Dutch Brothers and Starbucks. I'm pretty much on all social media at Money Behave, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have a few friends and family members that every morning before they go into work, they stop by the gas station, you know, grab a drink or two, grab, you know, something sweet, carbs for the day to get them through the day. That stuff adds up, especially, I mean, depending on your gas stations, they're they're highly marked up. You'd be better off buying a big old pack of chips at the grocery store. You save a lot of money that way. Pay $10, $20 for a nice water bottle and refill it throughout the day. Make your own Gatorade. I used to make my own Gatorade quite a bit. Haven't haven't done that in a while. But the powder is a whole lot cheaper than buying the pre-made bottles. I certainly wish some of the flavors. Strawberries, one of my favorite Gatorades. But they don't make the powder. Another item, an item I'll be doing right as soon as I finish this podcast, is uh, looking at the insurance, deductibles, and companies. I don't look at the companies too long. I've been with USAA for 
you know, 20 years. I absolutely love them. They're, they might be a hair higher than their average, but it's, it's so much easier to deal with their, you know, collectors and, uh, insurance agents to get a claim done. It's a lot less hassle with USAA. Obviously that's only for military and their dependents can only get that, but as, unless they've changed something recently that I haven't heard of, but I know my wife, when I added her on mine, her insurance went down being on mine. And that could have also contributed being to more than one household, obviously. But I look at my deductibles and change them once or twice a year, up or down just a little bit. It seems to seems like the numbers change. So that's definitely something you would might want to look into. Another big one is cell phone plans. I mean, I called AT&T a while back. I'm not with AT&T anymore. I changed, but... I just called and asked him, hey, what do you got? I'm looking for a better deal. And the lady walked me through, you know, better better deal. She saved me about 15, 20 bucks just for picking up the phone and calling. I know a lot of younger people, especially, they've joined up with some of their friends and combined their accounts just because it's only, you know, five, ten dollars extra to add another cell phone to their line. I certainly wouldn't recommend a uh, doing a contract, but if you can hook up with a friend you trust or whatever, you can get on there month to month. Some of that can save you a lot of money. You know, back to the car, the military. I know some of those guys don't even drive their cars a thousand miles a year. And they've got these nice ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar cars that they don't put any miles on it. You'd save a ton of money just offering to fill up a, one of your buddies or gas tanks every couple of times to bring you food to go into town. Wouldn't have all the hassle of car insurance and and all that. I mean, heck you could buy the guy's lunch at a nice restaurant every you know couple weekends for a lot cheaper than you would having your own car or even taking an uber or lyft a lot cheaper i know not every town has it colorado springs definitely does have both i think they got a new one now something i don't even remember the name of it something lyft i don't have anything against cars i love cars i've i've got a motorcycle i mean certainly isn't a necessity to have a motorcycle but i just love i love riding motorcycles got a yamaha fc1 that is absolutely wonderful it's got the speed like my old cbr 900 had but it doesn't have the uh it's got a little you know back uh riding angle so it's not so hard on my back because i have a herniated disc it doesn't really bother me too often but still riding a if i was still riding my old honda cbr 900 it'd be uh it'd be a terrible position to ride in for very long the fc1 i can just sit back grab the handlebars easy so I love cars. I'm not knocking cars. I want you to have some nice cars. I just don't want, you know, you to be paying out the leg for them for no purpose. All my cars are paid for. I have all the titles in my safe. I want the same for you guys and gals. I want you to win with your money. That's why I'm doing this every day. I love it. I I can see me doing this this next 20 years easy, 50 years, as long as I'm still kicking. But if you have any direct questions, feel free to send them to me. We're about out of time for today, so... uh like I said, I want to keep these under 30 minutes. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can always uh, email the show, feedback at moneybehave.com. Uh, can't promise I'll answer your email right away, but I will get to it. I promise. Shoot me your questions. Shoot me your feedback. Money Feedback at moneybehave.com. Uh, that's all for today. This is episode number four, and we'll see you in the next one.